Good morning, Rabbi. Morning, Joe. And I must compliment you on your background. It looks like a very nice place to be. It is. I myself am not in as nice a place, I must confess, as the uh, Thanksgiving holiday is over and the winter holidays approach. I, growing up uh, a Roman Catholic, as you know, uh, uh, used to look forward to Christmas and the Christmas season as the, as the song says, happiest time of the year. Whereas my parents always seemed slightly stressed about it, my father in particular. And as I grew older, I was the, as the oldest of five children, had to help participate. I remember my passage into adulthood was the year my father came, woke me up out of bed and said, I have no idea how to put this together. Come down and help me. But we have that in Christianity. It's, I mean, around Christmas time is known for being the happiest and at the same time, most stressful time of the year for many people. Is there any equivalent to that in Jewish culture? I couldn't think of any. No, it's neat that you complimented my background because a lot of us find that the red rocks, the mountains, the clouds, there's a calming effect to nature. And the calming effect is in our own minds. There's nothing about looking at beautiful scenery that has a medicinal effect. The effect is how we view it and how we think. And I think you're spot on when you mention holidays. Holidays in Judaism create the same anxiety, but the holiday doesn't create anything. We create it, we make it difficult. We set standards. We listen to other people. We watch television. We watch movies. And we sit there and go, oh, my family, oh, I wish my family was like that. Or why does, is that a great Thanksgiving on the Hallmark Channel? And yet in my family, there's bickering or people taking issue, and we set the stage for stress by buying into what doesn't exist. I love Disney. I loved years and years ago going to Disneyland in California, 40 odd years ago. Yeah, I, I enjoyed going to Epcot in Florida and Disney World in Florida. All of those were great imaginary places. And it's fun. However, we often mistake the imaginary for the real and think that we can create a Disney Christmas, a Disney Thanksgiving. And therein, Joe, lies the problem that we are the source of our own stress. Because rather than looking at the holiday of Rosh Hashanah and saying, we're going to have the family over for a meal. And it's my family. And there are going to be some, some topics people may bring up. We want it to be pleasant, and it will be pleasant. However, someone may say something. Someone may make a comment about what I'm serving, that it was better last year, or that Aunt Minnie made better Simmers. Okay. People are entitled to say that. And it may be true. It may be not true. I don't have to take humbrage. What we need to do is exert some self-control, Joe and look at all these events that are coming 
and not set up a holiday that is unrealistic. And the television entertainment, it's, it's unrealistic. This is a virtual background. I'm not sitting in Colorado. That's not my view out the window. And if I look out my window over the golf course with no leaves on the trees, and I look at this background, I go, oh, why do I have, there are no leaves on the, oh, this, I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. No, look at the golf course. Oh, look at the trees. Oh, but look at this wonderful background. This is pretend. Wouldn't it be nice to look at the background and enjoy it? Well, we could all have Christmas in Montana or Colorado, I suppose. Although I noticed there's a lot more snow in my sister's backyard pictures this time of year. But how much of it is external versus internal? I know my one of my memories, it's not necessarily my favorite memory, but one of my most vivid memories of a Christmas was my father going out at 11.30 at night uh, on Christmas Eve back because he looked around at the presents for all the kids and said, oh, there's not enough for my sister. And, and perhaps my youngest brother could have another something under there. So he ran out. He wanted to make everything balanced and perfect and nice. And that was his desire. And nobody was telling him that was a rule that he had to follow. Although I have no idea what my grandfather used to whisper in his ear. But do we do it to ourselves? We Yes, Joe, we do it to ourselves. And I'm also fascinated by people who say to me, oh, my God, it's Christmas. I haven't done. And Christmas is coming. I think Christmas comes the same date on the calendar every year. Unlike our Jewish holidays that can shift as much as 30 days. So we can have Rosh Hashanah coming earlier in relation to the secular calendar or later or Hanukkah this year starting tonight, coming close to Thanksgiving, and in future years, it'll coincide with Christmas. So it's not unusual to be kind of surprised when the Jewish holidays fall. I can understand that, but I really can't understand people not being prepared for a holiday that for 2,000 years has fallen on the same date. Huh, how very odd. And that, again, that just goes back to what we do to ourselves. Your dad, created this idea and it's perfectly reasonable. I want balanced presence. So start in October, start in September, start after the last Christmas. I want balanced presence. Therefore, I'm going to start my shopping. However, as human beings, we're not great on planning. Well, I was going to say the Catholic Dad Society has a name for people like you. <laughs> <laughs> And I have friends who do start their shopping in July mm -hmm. and, and have everything done by September. And I do my best to run over them with cars whenever I can. <laughs> but yes, I think the surprise part is that our lives have come so full of distractions and obligations and one aggravation over another. And uh, to pitch something for the Roman Catholic side of the, uh, of the uh, field, I always enjoyed buying presents when I got old enough to do it for my family, for my friends. 
uh, uh, than I did getting them. I don't actually like getting presents. Um, it always makes, I always feel my gratitude is inadequate for the effort put in. Sometimes it's too much, sometimes it's not enough. But the pleasure of going out and looking for things that people will like was the, the main experience, the primary experience I enjoyed during my holiday shopping. And that's something that seems to be missing these days. It's not the act of giving, it's the, uh, it's the aggravation of having to give. Yeah, well, you know, just, just to help you, Joan, that's why we're friends, is I love receiving gifts. I don't like giving them. So that's why we're a great pair. You can always give me a gift and I'm thrilled and don't expect me to give you one in return. So we're a great pair. Again, society, there's pressure, there's lots of things going on around us. At some point, we have to stop and say, hold on. And I think part of our problem is taking back control of our own lives. Yes, there's lots going on and we're very, very busy and we have to prioritize. Nothing says we have to create the priority list that other people do or TV wants us or movies. So we really have to stop and say, what's going on in my life? What am I missing? Gee, this is a perfect opportunity to do an inventory because if the holidays make me so off-centered, then I'm not observing the holiday. I have to stop and say, I've, my priorities aren't quite there. I'm so concerned with presence, I'm missing the spiritual meaning of the holiday. When my daughter was born, we started buying presents for every night of Hanukkah. And I know that wasn't the original, or was that an original tradition or did that evolve around the Christmas season? Because I really feel pressured to get eight presents. Um, originally, you gave a coin on each night, just something that, or small presents, something to be festive. The um, commercial pressure of Christmas has put pressure on Hanukkah to be more elaborate. The idea was some type of a token. Purim is the holiday when you're supposed to give presents, not Hanukkah, religiously. But eight nights, you give a coin or a small gift. However, it's just grown into gift giving. And again, we're doing the same thing. What's the holiday about? Does it enhance the holiday? If I'm not happy, then why am I giving gifts? The idea of giving gifts is to make us happy to make us rejoice and have a good time. If it's not doing that, then we have to stop. We have to stop. And we have to be willing to say, I don't buy into the Hallmark Channel. I don't buy into the Waltons. This, this is not realistic in terms of a family. And we can have a good time and we can be happy with, with who we are and what we're doing. And I'm just letting these other things in and so it's time to take back control of our own thoughts, of our own feelings. Well, one gift I'm always grateful for, Rabbi, is our conversations. I look forward to them. I always enjoy receiving them and being part of them every week. So thank you once again. And thank you, Joe. Tonight's the first night of Hanukkah, and I'm looking forward to your present for me. <laughs>